All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Tree Service Marketing Profits. I'm the host, Wesley Smith here, and we're doing a, another interview today with our expert series with Andy Felix, the president of Tree Tech Inc. up in Massachusetts. He's specifically in the Foxborough, Massachusetts area, but services all of eastern Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And uh, Andy, welcome to the podcast today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate your time on it. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing. Thank you so much for being on. So I guess we'll just dive right into it and get started. Uh, tell us a little bit about your business, maybe kind of how you got started and maybe how long you've been in business and approximate revenue, employees, whatever you want to share would be would be perfectly fine. Thanks. I, you know, I was fortunate to grow up around the industry um, uh, in New York. My, my father worked for a tree company uh, on Long Island specifically, and he was got heavily involved in in. Um, uh, the trade association, which back then was a national arborist association. And um, to make a long story short, he wound up running the national arborist association with my mom for 20 years. Oh, cool. So yeah, it was, it was pretty unique situation. And from there, you know, I got to see, um, you know, how tree company owners um, lived and, and, you know, their lifestyle and, and what their jobs were. And, and I found it, um, I found it as a pretty cool option, you know, not being it so much behind a desk and, um, you know, working outside and, and most of those people were doing pretty well for themselves. So, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I, um, was fortunate to, to go to uh, UMass Amherst where they have the best arboriculture urban forestry program at the time it was probably the best in the country. Still maybe, but I don't, you know, there's a lot of new programs. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I went there and, um, you know, got a good education and, and background in arboriculture and in insects and disease uh, management. And um, it was, it was a great, I was very lucky to have that kind of start. So when I graduated, I, I um, wound up, meeting my wife in college and she lived in Foxborough. So I followed her back to this area. Okay. And, uh, left Long Island mm -hmm. and uh, took a job with Bartlett and uh, out of the Newton mass office, which is like their Boston area office. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, it was a great, you know, great experience. I had a nice position there. I, um, you know, I, I was doing very well there. And, and liked working there very much. But I, as time kind of went on, I got to know the area a little bit better and, and um, a, a local builder really encouraged me to go on my own. And um, so, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it or not, mm -hmm. but um, you know, my uh, mother-in-law then told me, you know, you, no one here ever takes risks, Andy. So, you really should, you know, go for it. And, uh, cause you know, you, you just don't know. And, um, so I did it. And that was in 1986. And it, this, uh, person co-signed a loan for me for like 25,000 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I went out and bought a brand new chipper and a uh, used chip truck and had one other employee. And that was uh, 35 years ago. 25,000, that's probably more like about 100,000 today, probably. It, probably. Yeah. Probably. It wouldn't go like the, my brand new chipper that I bought, which I thought I needed something 
dependable like that mm-hmm. was uh, ten thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think you could find a anything brand new like that. Oh no, it'd be beat up pretty good. Ten thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, so you know, I had one other employee, and we just did what we had to do to keep going. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, get, you guys got started and just started doing probably what, like residential type jobs? Yeah, exactly. Jobs? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did some really elementary um, marketing back then, you know, mm-hmm. the local newspaper and, uh, sure. and then Yellow Pages. That was a mind yeah. blower because uh, after I first met with them to put an ad in, they were like, you know, so that's going to be, you know, $45 or something yeah. like that. No, no, it was not 45. It was $145. And I'm right. like, well, that's not bad for a year. Yeah. And they said, no, no, that's a month. Okay. So, you know, that kind of blew yeah. me away. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but that was the only form really of marketing to utilize back then. Absolutely. So. Well, the old yellow pages was basically what Google is today or the search engines. It was what everybody went to look up local companies. It, it's, it was, that was it. And man, we've come a long way from there. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So now we're a company that has 90 employees and uh, we're doing about 12 million in uh, sales. We got That's a really awesome. nice, thanks. We got a really nice mix of business. We actually do, in addition to residential and commercial, you know, um, commercial tree care, we, we have a small utility division mm-hmm. that um, just got renewed for another. Uh, four years. I saw that. Yeah. The utility yeah. is kind of more of a contractual type repeat business type service. It is. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, about it is we, uh, the um, utility that we work for has really some good vegetation managers, you know, good guys. Um, we get along really well with them and um, the, uh, and the guys who work on it, they like that kind of work. Like if they, if we had to like beg them to go out there and do that work, we wouldn't do it, you know, because yeah. we just want to, it's just not how we roll. Sure. But the, these guys really dig it. They're good at it. So we're embracing it. But, yeah. So it's like a niche thing for us. So you think it's, is it kind of like about a third residential commercial, maybe utility? Um, utility is 15%. 15%. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And is it yeah. just more or less more so like residential commercial and then just a little bit of utility? Gotcha. Right. Okay. Right. Well, we do a lot, of, a lot of colleges and universities. And, you know, I always was interested in some of the more high profile, you know, places to work. Sure. And, you know, and we've really kind of accomplished that in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, we got, you know, I went to the University of Georgia and the, there's so many trees on the campus. And I mean, these are several hundred year old trees and just probably the care and the restoration to keep these things, you know, live and, and healthy, is probably a task in itself. So it's, it's probably nice working for those colleges. It really is. And, you know, they, so they have the image that they need to, you know, uh, protect and, and to keep up. And the safety aspect is really huge because mm-hmm. some of these older mature trees come with a lot of problems too. So, yeah. um, so it's important that they, they keep up with it. And, um, and we're psyched to, you know, be the one to go to, 
Yeah, yeah nice logo type clients. <clears throat> well, I wanted to kind yes. of go back to um, a little bit of more of kind of the in-between. So from startup to 12 million in annual revenue for your business. So when you started, it was you and another guy and just kind of tackling day-to-day jobs, residential, maybe some commercial, probably kind of started, you know, branching out into other, you know, areas too. How does that look from when you're kind of a one-man truck guy or, you know, one crew truck guy, you've got your equipment, you can take care of your work with that crew. How does it look when you, when you get like a second crew, how does it look buying more equipment? Is that, something you wait and save up, pay cash for half, maybe finance the other half, or did you finance everything from the start to kind of keep expanding? Or how did that look kind of in between the nuts and bolts, maybe between the zero to 35 years story? Yeah. So good question. Um, You know, what happened? So in 1986, the economy was on a tear. I mean, Mm -hmm. things were really kicking butt and the, the money was flowing. And I think a lot of people, you know, got into, you know, bought a lot of equipment back then and, yes. and you know, um, built up a lot of debt too. Yes. And uh, then this recession that hit in like the late 80s, early 90s, I'd almost put a lot of, it almost put us out of business. Um, and, um, and we were lucky to survive. I mean, we were, my family, we were, <laughs> we were doing, eating a lot of pasta back then. Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately we didn't go overboard with overhead, but it was, it was a tough time. It was tough to, cause what, you know, we just started that I bought a bucket truck a couple of years mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. and I borrowed money for that, you know, and then everything else, um, you know, really was more about, was weren't paying cash for things we, we were financing mm-hmm. and the rates were high, you know, were high back then too. And, you know, it was just the way it was. Yeah. But we fought through it. I mean, at one point I had a one day backlog and then, uh, we had a hurricane, uh, hurricane Bob hit. Yeah. And that was like a, a savior, uh, for a lot of us up here. Um, so, you know, but, so we've been, you know, we've experienced a lot of tough times, mm-hmm. you know, to get to where we got. Um, but the biggest, you know, the biggest thing I think anybody would say is the people, um, you know, and fortunately, we we did some pretty good work and that had you know employees coming to us we really weren't recruiting but the ones that you know applied to to work we we hired them and you know a lot of these guys are still here yeah you know um 25 and 30 years later oh yeah you can't grow a business as large as yours without keeping and, and retaining employees that's that's for certain and you must be doing a great job there i guess there's kind of benefits packages and things like that for, for working with tree tech yeah we always um you know wanted to be able to compete you know mm-hmm. with uh the better companies you know for benefits and and you know make sure that uh the place this place is always a good place to work as good mm-hmm. as we could make it anyway uh and we still do I mean, that's, you know, that's the key, I think, to a lot of this. Yeah. And, you know, and then, of course, then you need to have the right equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to update that and you need mm-hmm. to, uh, and, and we wound up building a, a, a facility in, in, in 2000, um, the year 2000. Bought land in 1999, then built a building in 2000. And that really made a difference in in our company too because kind of puts you on the map gives you an address and yeah yeah and yeah. then um 
you know, it's like people could see themselves, you know, mm-hmm. there for a while. They could place to hang their hat, so to speak, because mm-hmm. um, it just raised the bar, you know, of professionalism and and, uh, you know, the maintenance of equipment and everything. It sure. just really improved. So, um, well, that's, you know, that was a big factor. That's interesting. Yeah. It, you know, because those recessions will come and humble people. For sure. And. I mean, it sounds like since you had a good good name out there and a good reputation as a great tree care company, that kind of got you through that period. And then the hurricane came, and that was probably a blessing in disguise. Just getting all that work. Yeah, it really was. It yeah, it really was. And then you know, through that time, my dad, you know, he was um, running the National Arborist Association, so I had like probably the best advisor anybody could have, you know, uh, available to me because Mm -hmm. he really had his finger on the pulse of everything that was kind of going on Mm -hmm. industry-wise. There was no financial arrangement between us. I mean, this was just purely um, advice, you know, and, um, but then on the other hand, I helped him too, because I'd start reading some of the editorials that he'd write in TCI magazine. Mm -hmm. And it would be about me, and some of the shit I was going through, you know, mm-hmm. going through and some of the stuff that we've encountered in it, you know, negative wise. And right. then he would use that to help people, you know, see what could happen or what, you know, what to avoid. And I'd be like, I'd start reading and I'm like, this is about, <laughs> this is about another one of my incidents, you know? Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. um, we all have them in the business. I mean, sure. uh, and um, in any business, I think, you know, the, mm-hmm. the stories and, and the things you, just when you think you've seen it all, you know, then there's mm-hmm. something that you couldn't even make up. Right. Yeah. So that, that makes life interesting for sure. Andrew, it keeps, keeps you on your toes over there. I'm sure. Oh my yeah. God. It does. Yeah. Well, you could do all the training in the world and, and still something unforeseen could still pop up. You know what I mean? And no doubt. And, and it's yeah, just no. kind of that happens in outdoor work or any kind of physical work. You know, like like I was telling you offline, we you know, we do the my dad had a plumbing company and mm. same type stuff. You can get overfinanced with equipment, too many trucks, too many things, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There could be accidents, all that stuff. Right. So, quality, quality mm-hmm. gets affected, you know, too. Yeah. When you grow like that, you know. Yeah. You need to accept that not everybody's going to do things um, as well as you do them. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. And that's hard for some people. So yeah. uh, I think that's hard for me. Yeah, so, exactly. Just uh, kind of letting go of that day to day and being the yeah. person that actually speaks with the customer on site. Uh, Cause you know, you're going to do such a great job at it. Cause it's, that's how you built the business. And so kind of letting go of those reins a little bit, maybe getting another crew in place maybe a third crew, and then just keep building out from there, you do, you have to kind of delegate and, and really kind of help those people succeed by training yeah. them as well as you can, and then giving them the tools to succeed, which is the whole, you know, all the equipment that one crew would, would need. Um, and so, yeah. That's, that's, that's the key, I think. And, you know, fortunately, like I really enjoyed doing the tree work myself too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, then I would, do you know work with the crew on a job and then i'd have to go out and look at jobs afterwards so yeah um you know i made for a long day and back then there was no mobile phones uh, yeah that was tough yeah yeah so you know i'd be on the phone till 10 o'clock you know Mm -hmm. at night um only because i'd have to take a break 
be with my kids, have dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I was on the phone and people took phone calls back then. If you called at 10 o'clock, it wasn't, it wasn't too late, you know? Yeah. Um, but it did make for a long day. But the thing that cha- helped change is, is getting out of the field myself. Yeah. And just really, cause it's really hard to grow a business if you're mm-hmm. up in a tree. Yeah. That's got, that's a decision um, that you have to make. I think as a business yeah. owner, when you decide I got to draw a line yeah. in the sand and I want to build this out. Well, and another thing too, is, is sometimes if you're doing such a great job and you're getting a ton of referrals and your name's getting out there, you've got a good reputation. You've got too much business coming in for one man crew, right? Anyway, exactly. That's a good problem to have, but then you've got to make that decision to get out of the truck and start training and hiring and, you know, kind of building out that equipment fleet and everything else. So I'm, I'm sure yeah. you can speak on that too. You probably, it's probably a juggling act. I'm sure at first, you know, it was, it was a definite juggling act. Mm-hmm. And, um, but after, you know, after a while, maybe a couple of years, you know, you figure it out where mm-hmm. your best, your time is best uh, utilized. And, you know, and, and again, you, you need to have those people in the, you know, in the field supporting what you're selling. Yeah. And, and, you know, being um, good with the clients and, and being able to make decisions, um, uh, you know, on, on their own, because it really, we wound up getting two way radios eventually, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool in a way, because we really could tell, you know, get sense of what was going on all the time. But, um, but no, so it, it really did. Um, it, it worked itself out, but not without the people in the, you know, doing the work in the field. They, I was, I was very fortunate to have mm-hmm. you know, some good people. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, I mean, just, it's a testament to what you guys are doing up there to growing. I mean, it's, it's a kind of a cliche statement, you know, great customer service, you know, fair pricing mm-hmm. and you're just going above and beyond for everybody to make sure they're happy because bad word spreads a whole lot faster than a good word. So no doubt. You know, especially now, now more than ever. Oh, online. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, You you can get crucified right now. You really can. I have to remind everybody of that all the time. And it could, sometimes there's, there's people out there that are competitors that will go online and do stuff like that. There's, there's disgruntled employees. There's, there's a lot of different ways that can happen. And unfortunately what I tell, you know, our clients too, and and anybody (laughs) is just make sure you're getting a ton of five-star reviews because inevitably Somebody's going to run over somebody's grass at some point. Somebody's going to yeah. do something or you know knock a fence down or whatever, and that person's going to get angry. Even if you go make it right, they might still be angry and they want to go. That's the energy that they have to go leave that bad review. So if you got a ton of them to wash it out, ton of five star reviews. It, it's not going to make that big of a difference. See, um, that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. You know, um, I, um, I. That's one thing I noticed that we uh, do, do not do is we don't really have not sought out. Uh, the review thing very much, you know, yes. and I think that it, and then I had, because we were so busy, I, we had this little cottage in New Hampshire and I needed a lot of tree work and I couldn't, you know, take a crew out, you mm-hmm. know, from here to go up there. So I hired a company uh, um, in New Hampshire to do this work at my place. And, and then they're all their, uh, invoicing and everything was all kind of geared, you know, towards that pushing that uh, review. Right. Um, and who knows, it might be one of your clients that, you know, is doing that. I, I don't know. I don't know if I should bring their name up, but the they did a great job. 
Yeah, no, we don't have yeah. anybody in New Hampshire currently. Yeah, this is uh, Arbor Tech, it's a company, and they did a nice job. They mm-hmm. did, and they and the follow up uh, and the uh, it was very professional the way mm-hmm. they did it. And um, I didn't leave them a review. Yeah, because <laughs> only because I I just don't do that. But, yeah, um, well, and that's like most people. Most people don't go out of their way to leave a review when they're happy. If you if you ask yeah. them and you kind of you know, request, Hey, look, if you're on the lookout for this review, it really, really helps our company out. They'll, they'll most yeah. of the time do it for you. Right. But if you don't mention it, sometimes they get surprised by the review request and maybe they don't do it, but they're more likely to go leave a bad review if they're angry or pissed off. No sure. doubt. No and doubt. So, um, well, that's great, man. It's, it's, it's yeah. um, all this stuff is very enlightening about how you got to where you're at today. What right now would you say you guys is like ideal customer is in this, in this current market, or just maybe the last five years, like what, what's, what's kind of your, your ideal customer? Is that residential? Well, yeah. I mean, utility? I think in any of the um, segments of work, I mean, you know, the, I think building relationships is a, a mm-hmm. it's a huge um, thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. like I have clients that are friends mm-hmm. um, that, you know, and, and then to build trust, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to answer your question, you know, I mean, if it's possible to build a relationship with a potential client and then have them as a client is a good thing. And to be honest, Yes. And to be, you know, and, and to earn their trust. And, you know, I have a lot of clients now who don't even just ask me to send a crew mm-hmm. and not even go to their property. And because they know that, you know, we're going to send what they're going to, what they need done will be done on, mm-hmm. time, you know, and be reliable and, and, um, and do what they want us to do for the price that, you know, is consistent, you know, but mm-hmm. to answer, you know, I, that's not really answering your question. Um, you know, the ideal client is someone who really um, has a lot of trees yeah, um, and shrubs and mm-hmm. um, has a genuine interest in their landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, does not want to, you know, screw around with price and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it doesn't make that the priority. Um, someone who cares about our, our well-being mm-hmm. as a business too. I mean, they don't, you know, they care if we don't, they don't want to see us get hurt, mm-hmm. you know, financially. I mean, that's kind of, you know, because there's come, there's in the, over the years, I mean, there's people who out and out know that we're losing money on something for whatever reason. And it's just could care less to see us get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and that really I couldn't imagine, you know, knowingly say, screw you, you know, screw that, you know, too bad on you. Right. You know, and I'm going to stick it to you, you know, somehow and then call again to ask for us to come back out, you know? Yeah. Which is why you can't do, you know, the cheapest work around town just to win the business. You've got to have a a price that, you know, meets everything that you need as a company for your insurance, your safety, your training, your equipment accounts for all of that stuff, which, you know, it is kind of probably disheartening when people come in the market and they're just low ball and pricing and all that stuff too. Cause you got to explain yourself away, even if they get a quote like that, but it sounds like your name is kind of overcoming a lot of those objections too. And I wanted to dig in too, just a second about, I noticed you guys are big into like the plant health care, shrub care, tree health, 
spraying, yeah. all those things. That's really a, a big business side of this industry mm -hmm. that a lot of people avoid. And maybe it's because of the training involved to get, to get learned up, to get, you know, all the knowledge it takes yeah. to, be, to get all of that, to, to be able to, to, to treat those. And, and you guys are big in that. And, and I've talked to a lot of companies that, that do it. And it seems like those are the ones with multiple crews doing, the, you know, multiple million dollars in revenue. They're in that plant healthcare industry, as well as the tree service side too. And it just, it just seems to be that's more of kind of a repeat business or recurring type business instead of just going and taking a tree down and you're done. Um, exactly. Can you speak a little bit to that? Like, cause, Absolutely. You know, so, you know I, I, I would say that, you know, we're, we're not big in it. I think mm -hmm. we, it was a mistake <clears throat> we made by not being as in, into it as we should have been mm -hmm. uh, over the years. I mean, we addressed a lot of you know, infestations like gypsy moth or winter moth or whatever was, you know, the um, flavor of the season uh, over the last, you know, several years, but we didn't really cultivate that planned healthcare approach like it should. And I should, I should have known better because I know a lot about insect and disease control and, you know, cultural practices and all of it. It's just that it took more to sell that. Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you know, and, and your salespeople need to sell that all, be selling that all the time and be looking for it. And so, you know, and not everybody's adept at it. Like you said, mm -hmm. it does take, you know, some uh, knowledge uh, of in time, you know, the timing and, and the product knowledge and everything else. And, um, but I wouldn't let that intimidate, what I'm saying, intimidate people who aren't doing it, who would like to, I mean, if you're interested, you know, you, it's, you could learn a lot quick or you could hire somebody. Yeah. Hopefully who does know and let them run with it if you don't have the time to learn it, but it's so worthwhile. And like you said, the recurring revenue and, and visits, that's where your value really is the strongest for as a company mm -hmm. is, you know, if, if someone from the outside was looking in, they'd want to see that kind of um, activity in, in your business versus like you said, one hit wonders where, you right. know, it, you're taking down the last tree on someone's property. And it's like, have a good life. I'll see. You. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are getting into the tree planting too. They'll do that. You know, if they do take one mm. down, they'll, they'll plant a new one or something. I guess a, a good place to start would probably be if, if they're not already members of the TCIA or ISA, there's probably lots of good learning and education programs inside those associations. Right. So true. And, you know, earlier I, I meant to mention that, you know, my involvement in those trade associations as a company and as, you know, individually was a huge help to me mm -hmm. um, and, and to the company to build it and to be, uh, you know, active in those associations um, was very worthwhile. And, yeah, I enjoy uh, it myself, just yeah. kind of learning around in there, going to the, the, the trade show once a year, seeing all the equipment in one place. It's amazing how much stuff is in one place. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's that's really good. But the camaraderie part or the just learning from, you know, and talking and shooting the breeze mm -hmm. with uh, other people in the industry, um, it's very, uh, it's got a lot of value. And, and, you know, you're making friends, too, which is is okay. Yeah, I think it's just it's it's 
invaluable to be able to talk to people in the same business as you and share best practices. I'm, I'm in the same type master you know, minds with other agency owners too. And it's just very helpful to see what's working, what's not working, how to deal yeah. with this, how to deal with that, how to put out this fire, that fire. Um, I'm telling you, I mean, yeah. there is so much to consider and, and then to give back to, you know, yeah. if you know, mm-hmm. Um, a solution or, you know, an approach or whatever to share that with somebody. I mean, I'm, I, you know, we like doing that uh, to be able to help people too, you know? Yeah. And we work for other tree companies or, you know, here in this area, you know, for things that they might not have access to yet, you know, mm-hmm. and we try to uh, help out, you know, sure. uh, we'd rather be, you know, collaborate with these companies than, you know, to, have anything adversarial you right, know it's much just competitors yeah yeah i mean mm-hmm. it's like you know you never know how things will go out there mm-hmm. and you know you you may need to you know uh, work together in the future or whatever mm-hmm. and you know we don't help them for free but right. you know we if it means picking up some logs for them you know and uh whatever we do that for a few other companies and it, you know it works out fine that's awesome. Well, let's get into a little bit, just real quick. I don't, I want to yeah, yeah, take too much of your time either. I really appreciate you sharing. I think a lot of people are going to get a ton of value out of this. So thanks a lot, Andy. Um, the next so. thing is, I think, um, what type of marketing are you guys doing today? Do you guys have kind of a mixed bag? Do you guys do any kind of billboard or radio or um, internet marketing, or social media? What, what all types of things are you guys doing? So we initially, you know, have being older an older person now in you know not having that um technology back you know knowledge like uh younger people would have mm-hmm. you know it, it it was a little slow moving into the social media mm-hmm. aspect of marketing and um but you know i i knew that we needed to embrace it you know whether i was familiar with it or not so we tried to do that in-house and, um, and, you know, we made some um, inroads, you know, into it and, and we're, we're able to at least have a presence, uh, you know, online. But um, so we would, we were not blowing it off, but we, we did have something going on as lame as it was or he has a play of business already so yeah right and it was yeah. never about a sell it was always mm-hmm. about being informative mm-hmm. you know or a light sale thing you know never mm-hmm. heavy a heavy sale but uh the billboard thing is funny because we just i happened to work for a company that owns some billboards in the area uh-huh and this uh recruiting thing was this had been has been really tough and I get solicited a lot for the marketing things mm-hmm. to do to generate leads and, and mm-hmm. so forth. And I would just respectfully would just reply. So we need help. We don't right, need business right, right now. Yeah. I know that could change, mm-hmm. but right now, you know, for me, for us to go out and get more leads and business would be semi-suicidal. Yeah. You've got plenty. You need help. Yeah. Right. Need help. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it is now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and hopefully, you know, the help thing gets better and then we grow. So we maybe do need more referrals and more, mm-hmm. you know, generation of leads. But um, so right now it's tough. So anyway, I did this billboard campaign 
on these electronic billboards. Mm -hmm. you know, so you get like, I think, 10 second. Yeah, they rotate. Pops. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. for them, man, they, they're doing really well. Instead of having yeah. one person up there, they have four. True. You know, for a, on one board, whatever mm -hmm. it is. But we didn't get, I think we ran on four billboards because I kind of traded it off with them. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we did some work, and you know, for the billboard clearing and stuff, mm -hmm. um, I I don't think we got a lead. Oh, really? Out of, out of uh, like six weeks of um, you know billboard advertising for recruiting, you know, career opportunities, and mm -hmm. and maybe the content could have been better. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. But clearly, there were in this. You know, this was at a time when also there was a lot of you know the additional unemployment insurance, right? You know, yeah. so who knows? <clears throat> I don't think it was that people didn't want to work here. Mm -hmm. I hope, but I, I do think it was the timing wasn't the best, but I you was know, just I, really trying to get outside the box, so to speak, on recruiting. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good, I think that's a good avenue to take. I think, you know, a lot of times with the billboard play, it's, it's more of a kind of a branding approach to, and just getting that name tattooed in everybody's memory. Yeah. So if you do have an issue, they call, so what we found is that sometimes it definitely is difficult to track if a call has came from a billboard or a radio spot. Because what happens is they'll go to Google or one of the search engines and they'll search for Tree Tech Inc. because they saw yeah. the billboard. And then you don't really know they came in because they saw the billboard. Um, That's then, true. You know, so it can be a little indirect type lead flow from that. But you're right. They're not, you know, actually looking for a tree service at that moment when they're driving down the road, but they see the sign. Yeah. Whereas, so there is that. There yeah. is that upside that is tough to measure. You're right. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So it sounds like you've tried a little bit of all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Know. I mean, I'm, I'm probably forgetting some things that, you know, we've done, to, you know, aside from what you see others doing, you know, like mm -hmm. we up here, you know, there's help wanted signs everywhere. Right. And then, you know, a lot of companies, not just tree companies, but plumbers and mm -hmm. electricians and a lot of the trades have a uh signs on their on their vehicles yeah you know? um, that's a good way to recruit too because a lot of people are probably following your business so if you have those signs on the trucks and they're on the website and all that stuff then you're going to get probably some people that inquire i would imagine <laughs> not, not as many really. as you want yeah no you know what the best for us has been has been um word of mouth mm -hmm. on that too you know um and, uh, you know, we get in, we incentivize uh, the, the guys here if they know somebody and they last, you know, they work here for three months mm -hmm. and we give them, you know, five hundred dollars or, you know, like a reward, you know, yeah. for uh, that. That's played out. OK, but mm -hmm. um, by all means, you and I should talk afterwards about if you're doing any marketing for recruitment. Yeah, Who knows? I mean, that's something we've considered adding because I've got a few peers that do that uh, in the landscaping industry and a few other ones. And we're kind of learning that whole process of how to bring in more employee candidates. I think that's um, good. That, yeah. that could work with, you yeah. know, it's got potential anyway, from what I could see. No, you're right. But, the general consensus is it's been a little bit tougher to get to get employees for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it um, it's still. Uh, you know, and, and then keeping them yeah. is, is really important. You know? mm -hmm. So we really, um, you know, I hope we're doing, I think we're doing a pretty good job. And if, 
we could do better. I insist on people here telling me or telling us that, you know, what's wrong or, you know, mm -hmm. keeping the door open. Um, Cause we don't want to blow it either. Sure. You know, if it's something sure. blatantly, you know, or something even subliminally going on that is a negative. We, we really want to have a chance to fix it or to address it or whatever. Yeah. Is there any kind of marketing that you guys are doing just specifically to your existing customer base? Like, Maybe yeah. an email newsletter or something like that. So we, I mentioned this to you uh, offline, but you know we we did uh, hire a third party mm -hmm. um, company uh, to to uh, implement the social media part mm -hmm. and to do the SEO work. Mm -hmm. Probably stuff you do too. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then they they we do a blog, a monthly blog on sure. a subject that we. Um, that we suggest, mm -hmm. you know, something that is trending, you know, mm -hmm. in our industry. And then we'll do a monthly email blast to our clients. And, it's usually know, probably it, the blog post maybe with a little snippet and then they can click the read more type thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so it just gives you the highlight mm -hmm. information and then they, if they want to go further, they do. That's smart. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, cause I'm not like, yeah, like I said earlier, you don't need to be a hard sell. It's more, Mm -hmm. informative stuff like oh, yeah. you know it's sometimes it's really could be pretty dry too so you got to kind of yeah think of something that's going to be of interest to more people than not mm -hmm. this month's one is about you know root collar yeah and, girdle, and girdling roots and so forth and you know it's um it's interests me but, sure are there you any know, tips or yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's good. Inform people, educate them, and then they'll think of you when they need the service for sure. Yeah. What What about the? Um, you guys are in a really cold climate up there in the north. You know, in the in the probably the winter months, three, four, five months straight. What is it that you guys do to kind of stay busy during those times? We've got a lot of clients that are up that way, and a lot of them, you know, I, I tell you, they really slow way down drastically for two, three, four months, and then they really pick it up. But then some of them are busy because they've got several employees. So what's your kind of, is so, it just a repeat business thing or? Yeah, it's it's funny, like just going to these trade association things mm -hmm. and talk with people and, and you know, you'd hear like it, it's some people about winter work, they would say, if you don't have your winter work sold by, you know, Halloween or Thanksgiving or veg, right. whatever you're, you're screwed or whatever. You're not going to be able to sell work in the off season. Mm -hmm. So I, I always took that, you know, kind of advice and, and tried to push uh, clients to, or suggest for them to do work in the winter versus doing it in season. Mm -hmm. If it can be done. I've heard that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, over the last, you know, several years now, um, you know, we, we've, like with the golf course industry, mm -hmm. you know, we really have um, tried to um, defer all their work to the winter time and they get, I mean, they're loving it mm -hmm. because we're not interrupting any play. Yeah. And, you know, we have better access, and, mm -hmm. you know, all of the benefits. So that's a big chunk mm -hmm. um, for us. That utility component is mm -hmm. really helpful because yeah. we can, uh, you know, pile on some guys if necessary, because it's all mm -hmm. a lot of roadside work. Yeah. If there's a big snow, you know, storm and it's, you can't even walk through someone's yard officially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have that component, you know, there. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And, you know, we just improvise with equipment and, and, and just pushing or suggesting to clients that they wait until the winter time. It'll save the money purely on access, you know, mm-hmm. for access reasons, because we could do things faster. You don't have the flowers, you know, and uh, yeah. uh, uh, the gardens, you know, to, to um, deal with as much. You mm-hmm. know? So we've been, a, we've never laid anybody off. During the winter time? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds. Well, so, so. I think well, one winter maybe 1996. I think that year you were talking like about the recession. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that was good times, but I just mm-hmm. remember specifically that there was over 100 inches of snow oh, that wow. winter. Yeah. And back then we were actually plowing snow in the winter, mm-hmm. um, which I don't recommend. Not to fill it's the gaps. Don't do that, huh? No. If you're in the landscape industry. Mm-hmm. And you're not working in the field anyway, I could see it. But for us, you know, we would work around the clock to, you know, clear snow. And then when we'd be back to work, you know, a day later doing tree work. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of exhausting in a sense. It wasn't yeah. good for the guys. And so that was a good day when we gave that up. Well, I think those are great nuggets of wisdom for the wintertime gaps is this, yeah. when you branch out in those other departments in your company and you're and you have the contracted work with golf courses or any other place like that probably public type places where people aren't going to during those months and then also the the utilities and the vegetation contracts all that stuff is going to bridge those gaps when you can't get into residential yards or commercial building yards and things like that so i think that's a a very good piece of advice for people that are looking to make sure they stay busy year round Mm -hmm. especially in the colder markets for sure you know the other thing I, I'd like to mention here is that, you know, what, working with landscape companies, mm-hmm. um, that's really kind of got us, helped get us on the map to, you know, with some of the bigger companies uh, in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we would do the tree work part, you know, for their landscaping uh, project or whatever. And, and we were never competing with them. So if we got on a property, uh, we would wind up staying. Mm-hmm. as the arborist firm and after they were done with their project so you know because it's never it's never uh, um you know a conflict that way mm-hmm. but um so you know uh, hooking up with some landscape companies um goes a long way and and some of that do commercial work that do commercial maintenance mm-hmm. um you know that that can generate some winter work yeah, inevitably, they're well. going to need some tree service work done when they're doing yeah. these big landscaping projects, and they don't have the yep. to do all that, I'm sure. So, nope. you know, not anywhere close. Well, there's some tree companies that do a lot of landscape work as well, mm-hmm. and there's some landscape companies that do a lot of tree work as well. Yeah. Uh, if they can do that effectively, you know, hats off to them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they're two different animals, but that's what I was you know. going to say. Yeah. We yeah. experienced that too, with a few clients that do both. And yeah. it seems like some of them start off that way and they, they kind of morph into just tree service eventually. I think because the, the invoice and the per job is more than the landscaping a lot of times and, and the lawn care and stuff like that. So. Yep. Um, no, it's uh, you know, it, it's definitely um, some people, uh, some companies I know that do it, do it well and do it mm-hmm. profitably. Um, but man, just the estimating part is so much different and yeah. you know, the, uh, the, the different employee needs, just mm-hmm. whatever you got, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just thought that that was a, another good market. Yes. To approach. And then some landscapers that don't pay their bills very well either. Yeah. So if you don't get paid by like, you know, Thanksgiving uh-huh. or something you did in season. Yeah. That's probably uh, a red flag. Yeah, so, absolutely. This is the same with the homeowners or commercial clients. You're going to get one out of several that, you know, maybe are slow paying or don't pay. And what would you tell um, maybe the owner of a tree service business who's probably got some momentum? They got some steam building. They're kind of moving forward um, and they're trying to take their company to the next level. And, and I know that, you know, there's nothing they're going to be able to do overnight to get to where you're at. But, you know, a lot of people like to look out 10 years, 20 years, 30 years in their business and, and just know that that's possible. And that's why I really appreciate your time today, Andy, just kind of sharing your story and, and things like that. People are really interested in things like this, but maybe a guy that's got a couple of crews, maybe they're cracking million dollars a year. And, you know, how are they going to 10X that? Um, and I think we've probably discussed a lot of those ways in our interview yeah. already, but just maybe in a summary, what would you say? Well, I mean, I think, and this was told to me by someone who I respect very much, but um, a couple of, you know, fundamental things, like we always have somebody answering the phone, mm-hmm. you know, from seven till five o'clock, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, versus an answering machine. And I think that goes a long way, mm-hmm. in, you know, to, um, you know, uh, some, you know, a lot of companies won't even return a call these days. You know? I agree. So, Totally. When, they, yeah. when they call here and they get a human, you know, um, I think that that's a, <laughs> that's an easy step forward. <laughs> of course. Yes. Although it's an overhead item and I get that, but mm-hmm. you know, you still, you got to look at it in the big picture. Look at mm-hmm. all of these things in the big picture. Well, you know, and um, just to kind of expand on that too, there's a lot of people that maybe complain about paying an answering service. And I know that they're not all hundred percent professional and all that stuff, but man, just taking the call live and not losing yeah. that caller, at least at first, maybe is a better situation than just not returning or going to voicemail. Yeah. You know? yeah I have, yeah. you know, and that maybe that's changing, but mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact that right now and in the last 20 years, it's made a difference because people say so. Yeah, um, yeah. A new business, you know, mm-hmm. a new business. Um, what we do now too, is we, we don't do any drive-by appointments mm-hmm. anymore. And this was good for the plant healthcare thing. If you're going to um, implement that, or you want to um, grow that part of your business, you need to have like a face-to-face appointment with people mm-hmm. versus, you know, just going by and looking at something and then leaving a quote or emailing or something but i so we i think there's a lot of value in that you know mm-hmm. um setting things up that way um and um i think just to embrace the technology mm-hmm. that's out there um you know i'm hoping that whatever you know there'll be more things that'll make our industry safer mm-hmm. and more efficient and you know whatever is out there that will do that it should be considered by a company you know where um you know it'll make it more uh, fun to do the work or yeah. you know not fun but you know a lot easier um mm-hmm. you know be it a, a mini with a grapple on it or you yeah. know or, or the new uh pieces they have with the grapple saw yeah those are tree cool. removals yeah you know um mm-hmm. 
although we don't own one of those yet, but we've demoed it, but just not ready. You know, we don't, mm -hmm. we don't think that they're ready to go yet, but for our mark, for what we do, sure. It's some pretty cool stuff coming down, you know, coming down the pike. And um, so I think that, that goes a long way. You awesome. Know? Yeah. So answering the phone live, building that rapport, building that relationship, doing what you say you're going to do, yeah. um, you know, in the first place, yeah. really. And really face-to-face um, -face appointments, really, especially for the plant healthcare side, because I'm sure there's a lot of moving parts to that. It's not a one size fits all, of course. Right. And um, you got to find, yeah. you got to be able to identify things on someone's property that they may not be aware of. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to, but it's helpful to be, to do that. Cause you know, you know, and all you have to ask them is if they're interested yeah. in knowing more about this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you want to be able to make their landscape as, um, as healthy and, and attractive as possible. Right? Mm -hmm. So, and you would say probably getting the name out there too. I mean, you're, you're definitely, if you're doing good work, you're getting referrals, but that may not be enough, you know, until you, if you hire another crew or a third or fourth crew, you're going to need more calls coming in and more, more lead flow to keep everybody kind of busy, I would say. So, I mean, I'm sure you, you, you told a story about the yellow pages at the beginning, uh, you know, in addition <laughs> to something else. And so you got to kind of put your name out there for sure. Right. Yeah. I, well, I didn't bring this up too. But in, on that same idea is about branding. We have a brand, mm -hmm. you know, that we've created and we have a simple logo. Uh, we're very recognizable. All mm -hmm. our trucks are fleet, you know, colored. Mm -hmm. um, we have color scheme that's different from everybody else's, um, which isn't necessarily the essential, but at least having it uniform mm -hmm. uh, with a logo. And, and, you know, you have, if you're consistent with those things, that has a lot of value in yeah. my opinion. Long-term for uh -huh. sure. Yeah. yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, having guys in uniforms or t you know, mm -hmm. the same t-shirt or, you know, some uniformity on that end gives a perception, a better perception of professionalism. Uh, you know, those are those little things that really, um, really make a difference. Yeah. And that's marketing without, marketing almost it's like you you're, you're you're spending the money one time on the you know the you know the, the wrapping of the truck or the the signs in the yard or uh you know workwear and stuff like that but yet everybody sees it every single day multiple times so that really adds up an exponential just everybody knowing about your company and then remembering this is the logo with tree tech and this is you know that goes a long way in the local area it really does. I think it does. And that was one thing I like, we won't even put a truck out if it, unless it's our colors. Right. And we have uh, like a rental or something that's white. And, you know, for me, it just kind of drives me crazy, but, um, but it's, you know, it is what it is. You got to put things to work when you, when you got to, but, mm -hmm. you know, to spend that extra money to, to, you know, have things look uniform is I think it's important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Andy, I really, really appreciate you sharing today. I think our audience is going to get a ton of value out of it. Just, just you talking about your business, how you went from where you started to where you're at today, over 12 million in annual revenue um, and 35 years plus in business. I mean, that's just, that's awesome. I mean, everybody aspires to do that. They just got to hang on and keep working hard, you know? That's it, man. It's all yeah. about, it's that perseverance because believe yeah. me, and you got to be able to take a punch. Yeah. You know, if you can't yeah. take a punch, it'll never work. That's right. I've, That's right. I've been battered pretty good, um, you know, because uh, it's just not that easy. Yeah. It's just not. And if it were easy, right, 
everybody be doing. That, that's so. right. Not everybody can can get to that big of a company, but I, I really appreciate yeah. you sharing and the wisdom My that you pleasure, have in man. business. And um, thank you so Best much. Best of luck. Best All of right. luck. Value what you, there's a lot of value in what you do. And I hope that, you know, this helps you as well because uh, you, you, you know your stuff. So thank you. I Thanks appreciate for having that. me, Wes. Yep. Thank you. Have All a right. great day Take and care, a great man. weekend. All right. You too. So long.